Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Pridecast with Jonathan Bennett and James Vaughn on iHeartRadio. Boom! Baby, we are back with Pridecast. I have missed you guys so, so much. What is up, world? It's Jonathan Bennett. Welcome to a new episode of Pridecast. We have been gone for a while, guys. Here's the tea. We've been gone. We've been gone. We've been gone because we have been flying around the world like crazy people working, booked and blessed, shooting all the things, doing all the fun stuff. If you guys follow our social medias, you'll know that James and I, we were in New York and then we were in Phoenix. We've just been everywhere and it's been so much fun, but it is good to be back. We've missed you. We've wanted to tape episodes, but sometimes there just aren't enough hours in the day. But we're back now. Well, I'm back. James is currently shooting right now, something that we're excited to tell you about later on, but we can't tell you quite yet. But James is working right now and he is booked and blessed and he's having a blast. So I'm taking the reins of this pride cast solo. So James is not here to re- like rein me in, Raymond. So buckle up, Raymond. You're in charge of keeping me on track and keeping me on time because I will talk and talk and talk. I won't let you do that. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it tight. Keep it tight, Raymond. Keep it up and tight. Raymond, wh- should I tell them about what happened two days ago or last week at Radio City Music Hall? Uh, I mean, yes, we need a, we need more explanation. Like 15 seconds on Instagram isn't enough. Okay, so let me walk you guys through this. If you follow our socials at all, you know that I had the craziest day of my life. My inner gay child, the 16-year-old gay Jonathan, who's obsessed with Wicked, who's obsessed with New York and Broadway and Radio City Music Hall and Rockettes, he lived his gay fantasy, everyone. He had his gantasy. Is it a Gantasy? Yeah, it's a Gantasy. His Gantasy came true at Radio City Music Hall on Thursday night because I went for the Countdown to Christmas kickoff event for Hallmark Channel. Let me walk you through it. Here's what happened. Get a phone call from Hallmark. Hey, do you want to come to this big kickoff event to kick off the Christmas season at Radio City Music Hall? 
before they could get the word hall out of their mouth. Of course, I'm like, yes, absolutely. I want to go. I'll be there. So we get to the lobby of the hotel. I'm in a beautiful express, like gorgeous suit. They're like, we have your transport from the hotel to Radio City. It is a double-decker New York City bus wrapped in a cardigan knit sweater that says, I love Hallmark Channel. Not like a, like a picture of a sweater. It's an actual sweater. So I'm driving in a mobile sock, basically, from the hotel to Radio City Music Hall with all the Hallmark stars on the bus we're on top of the bus we're living our life it's like double decker we have like rachel boston andrew walker tyler hunt like everyone everyone's there nikki deloche aaron cahill all the stars are there we're on top of the double decker bus and i'm with jenna claire who is one of the best galindas on broadway that i could even tell you about we look down and people are cheering. So without missing a beat, I just turn to the fans and I go, it's good to see us, isn't it? Quoting Galinda to Galinda on top of a double-decker bus in, in New York. Now, you know I'm the giant Broadway like nerd. Like, I'm a freak. Like, I'm, I'm almost, like, weirdly obsessed where they're, like, kind of keep me away from the shows because they're like, don't get too close. We're nervous. Yes. But so we ride on this bus. We pull up to Radio City. It starts snowing because it's Hallmark Channel. So, of course, it's going to start snowing. It starts snowing. We're getting off the bus. We're getting our photos taken. It's a red carpet. There's like Santa Claus and Christmas trees. And it's just the most magical thing because would you expect anything less with Hallmark Channel? Absolutely no. not. So we go into Radio City and Samantha DePippo, who's like the head of Christmas at Hallmark, there's an actual like person in charge of Christmas movies. Samantha DePippo, she is like one of our biggest allies. She is just such a legend. She keeps coming up to me and she's like, are you, because we have a new movie coming out. The Holiday Sitter is coming out this Christmas, December 11th. I'm starring in it. It's the first gay-led rom-com for Hallmark Channel at Christmas. So she keeps coming up to me being like, are you ready for the surprise? Are you ready for the surprise? And I'm like, you need to tell me what the surprise is. And she's like, I'm not going to tell you, just, just, just you wait. I'm like, okay, so we're having this big moment. So we get to go backstage at Radio City Music Hall. We are watching the Rockettes warm up from the wings. Like, think of little gay Jonathan, who's like 14, 15 years old, pretending to be a Rockette, growing up in Ohio. He, he is standing on the stage at Radio City Music Hall with all the Hallmark stars, watching the Rockettes stretch while the curtain is closed from the wings. Like, it doesn't get gayer than that. That is the gayest moment of your life. It's like your, your gay childhood dreams coming true. So the curtain goes up and they lift up into the air on the hydraulic lift that is so famous, which, fun fact, the reason we have hydraulics and stuff for the uh, armed forces and why hydraulics were invented, I'm pretty sure is because of Radio City Music Hall. That's another story. So the Rockettes lift themselves into the air on the hydraulic lift. And then we get to go on stage and wave as they announce the cast of Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas. I could have died. It was amazing. But that wasn't the best part. Wait for it, guys. Wait for it. Are you ready for this? Samantha DePippo keeps saying, I have a surprise for you. I have a surprise for you. She sits me down. At a, they go, you have to sit in a specific seat in, the, in Radio City when you're watching the movie. And so I sit in a specific seat. 
the show's over, the movie's over. We do the screening for the holiday spectacular at Hallmark. It's amazing. All of a sudden, Samantha DePippo comes on stage and says it wouldn't be a Hallmark movie without Hallmark moments. So we want to have a special Hallmark moment right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Chenoweth. Uh, I died. To my surprise, I turn and Kristen Chenoweth is standing next to me in a spotlight and then sits on my lap and sings Christmas songs. I melted. Then it gets better. She walks up on the stage, continues to sing Christmas songs, and then Jenna Claire comes out because she was also a Galinda in Wicked. And Kristen goes, oh, it wouldn't be right to be at Radio City Music Hall with microphones and have one of the other Galindas here and not sing for good. I am de- dying. So Kristen Chenoweth and Glinda, or Jenna, Jenna Claire, who's Glinda, sing for good to a private concert for the Hallmark stars and fans at Radio City Music Hall. For good is how I started my vows at my wedding. I'm going as Alphaba, act one from Wicked to a Halloween event for Buddha bullying this Friday. That's how obsessed with Wicked I am. So this moment happens and then it gets better. It gets even better. Kristen Chenoweth says, and I quote, my friend Jonathan Bennett, who because I am friends with her. We know each other. We have hung out a bunch at different concerts and things. She goes, my friend Jonathan Bennett, who I sat on his lap, I'm so excited to announce that my new Christmas song is going to be the soundtrack to the first gay-led Hallmark movie rom-com at Christmas. And that's how we found out. So me and George, my co-star, gay gasp, <laughs> we grab each other. And that's how we found out that Kristen Chenoweth's new song is going to be the soundtrack to our movie, The Holiday Sitter, airing December 11th. Well, that is my gay dream come true. And that's why we're listening to Pridecast. That is too much magic. And if that wasn't magical enough, we got Louis Van Amstel from Dancing with the Stars joining us after this quick break. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure 
it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Pridecast. I am here with one of the Dancing with the Stars legends. Okay. There are legends. Dancing with the Stars, you are not, they are not made, they are born. All right. And this, we have Louis Van Amsel with us today. Welcome, Louis. Thank you, Johnny, for that amazing intro. Um, I always laugh when they say the word legend uh, because. I don't see myself as such. I just love what I do and work hard at it. Honey, you're so good on the show. I've been watching for years. We were not on the show together, though. I was on season 19. Yes, and I was on season 21. Right. And season 14. Yes. But and I you, saw you dance. You left. I'm, you I'm so sorry you saw me dance. Um, you know what? I, people go, how did Dancing with the Stars go? I go, well, I learned that I wasn't a dancer, but I'm really good at comedy. And that's um, that's that's what my takeaway was from it. But it oh was such a fun experience. And uh, everyone that's listening, you don't know what these these dancers go through and how hard they work to give you that one and a half hours of golden television. I mean, everyone talks about the celebrities as far as like what they had to go through. And yes, sure, they're going through a lot, but it's the pros that are there coming up with the choreography day in and day out. And then on top of it, Louis, I'm amazed that in between like the dances that you do with your partner, all the other dances they have you do for like the commercials and all the other things, that's exhausting. How do you learn it so quickly? Well, first of all, it's what we do for a living. Right. Either choreograph or learn someone else's choreography. This week we learned uh, Derek's choreography uh, within two weeks. We had a one week longer, but it's a long number. So it's just also um, you need to put the effort in. Otherwise, you'll be replaced very quickly uh-huh. by another pro that will learn a little faster. But you know what? Adrenaline helps. Yeah, And when you have it, use it. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But what I love, what you just said, is how either you show up and do your job because there's a line of people behind you that are ready to come and take that job. And there's nothing that makes me, right? There's nothing that makes me crazier. Like when I'm hosting... Uh, you know, some of the shows I would host on some of the different networks, like 
uh, Halloween wars and stuff. I always made sure that I was like on my mark, knew my stuff and ready to go because there are a thousand hosts that would do anything to step in that, put on that suit and stand on that job and you can be replaced. And the people like that don't that. yet like that, right? Like quicker than it, quicker than a heel kick, you will get yep. replaced. And so yes. I love that your work ethic. And, and I think that's why people like you have such long, amazing careers because you do put the work in and you, and you are grateful and appreciative that you get to do the work. Yes. Otherwise it's a very short lived career. And mm -hmm. what made you come back? Well, Cheryl had asked for me. So that was nice. That's yeah. a humbling experience when a celebrity asks for you. That was lovely. But I can't take that for granted. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, season 31. It really feels like season one. And mm -hmm. because we're on Disney Plus right now, no commercial breaks, more dancing. And as you said earlier, besides our celebrity pro uh, number, we also have to study the pro numbers, which become bigger and longer as the season progresses because less couples, more airtime to fill. It, it really is no commercials. It's really weird in the beginning, but we all love it. The show goes by like this. And the iconic Cheryl Ladd, what was that experience like working with her? I mean, A, knowing that she requested you, you know, there's no cooler feeling than that. But like then the pressure, I'm sure, like because she requested you, like I got to make sure I turn up for her. Uh, yes, exactly. Thanks for reminding me on that pressure. <laughs> um, it was just amazing. Now, I did meet uh, Cheryl 12 years prior, uh, 12 years ago, because we have the same publicist uh, in Jay Schwartz. Mm -hmm. And for that long, she has been asked to join the show. So finally, she said yes. And yes, it's, I mean, talking about a TV icon, Charlie's Angels. And right now, from what I hear all the stories, Charlie's Angels is, in, is all over the world. Uh, it's dubbed in Japanese and Italian, mm -hmm. and it's still going strong today. I mean, 30, 40 years later. So yeah, the pressure is on. Now, who are you? Who do you have your eye on to win the mirror ball this year? Who who do you see making it all the way to the top right now? Well, I have a top. With who's three. left? Okay, who are your top three? Gabby, Wayne, Charlie. But I'm not sure what Shangela is going to do because <laughs> she is kicking butt. And you know, we don't know how many votes. We do know that Vinny is getting a boatload of votes because he has been in the bottom of the judges scores, but never in the bottom two. So we'll see, but I have a feeling that Gabby, uh, Wayne and Charlie, it's safe to say that's gonna be your top three, but I just love watching Shangela and the opportunity that she has taken for all of us, for all people, within LGBTQY plus mm -hmm. community. Yes. <laughs> it's a mouthful, um, you know, for the younger kids that, right. you know, be who you want to be, but do it with grace and class. And mm -hmm. gosh, does she do it with grace and class. I love, I love him. I love him. He, and what she does yes. on Monday nights. When we saw that Shangela was on Dancing with the Stars this oh season, gosh. I think we gay gasped. We both were just like, ah! <laughs> like you yeah, heard yeah, us yeah. like audibly make a noise. So it's so fun watching Shangela on it. Um, 
Now, now you you're you're you have a you have a partner, you have children, you have a whole family that and yes. we'd love to talk about that a little bit today. Um because Let's do it. I think so in in 2019 you opened up about an incident with your 11-year-old son Daniel at school where a teacher shamed him for having two dads during a discussion about what they were thankful for. To have this beautiful moment taken away from him. What was the conversation like when he came home from school that day? Let's just back up a little and tell everyone like about your family, like your husband, your kids, like kind of share a little insight of that first. So people listening can understand. So 2010, Mm -hmm. my husband and I, he is from Austin, Josh, Josh is his name, Mm -hmm. uh, from Austin, Texas, was in LA for a day to help his friend move. They went to the Abbey in West (laughs) Hollywood. It's so romantic <laughs> and my friend and i we went to the abbey we met there exchanged phone numbers three months later after staying in touch he came for a week that's when i knew oh this can be forever then yeah. he moved in in 2014 after three year, two and a half years we moved to utah got married in 2017 had a winter wedding at sundance gorgeous and just gorgeous and then we knew all along in that time we're going to adopt and then in 2019, we took the plunge and started the process. And we had custody of our son, Daniel, for about eight and a half months. Mm-hmm. We knew that we're going to court December 19th, 2019, to sign the papers that he was going to be our son, fully adopted. And then the week of Thanksgiving at school, the substitute teacher asked All the kids in school, what are you thankful for? Mm -hmm. When it came to him, he said, I'm thankful that I'm finally being adopted by my two dads. And she did not miss a beat. Why would you be thankful for that? And that's when, I mean, it went downhill fast. Mm -hmm. Three kids, three girls tried to stop the teacher from, let's, can we just move on? Can we move on? She did not. They went to the principal, and an hour later, the principal escorted her out the building. As she should. As she should. And Mm -hmm. then when he came home, I mean, like a deer in the headlights. And this is, um, it's still emotional. It's still Mm -hmm. raw. Even three years later, the fact that he was afraid that we were going to send him back to foster care, he thought it was on him. And we said, dude, no, you did nothing wrong. The teacher was wrong here. Mm-hmm. And the fact that an adult, not it was not 11-year-olds among one another mm-hmm. bullying each other. No, this is a grown-up woman. And so to kind of, and this is also not a Mormon thing. This is not an LDS religious thing because, of course, people are saying, I knew I didn't like the religion because the woman was religious. Mm-hmm. But the three kids that stood up for our son also are LDS mm-hmm. followers. Mm-hmm. So that balances out. It was the woman that should not have talked politics or religion at in school. school. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I did an Instagram story on my right. personal Instagram, just to vent a little bit. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, within two weeks, we're in New York City at CBS doing a, uh, a whole piece on it. And it went viral. I have friends from Australia that said, is this you? Because they're talking about it in our newspaper in Australia. I mean, and long story short, she is not teaching anymore. And she should never be let anywhere near kids ever again, in my opinion. 
Absolutely. Hey, she lost her license. To Good, teach. as she should. Um, yes. Now, I think kids understand love and when they're when you know especially the younger they are they more they only understand love because they haven't been exposed to politics and all the other things that kind of muddle people's opinions right and so to have these three kids stand up for your son daniel what was that like tears tears right tears of first tears of anger to hear what happened at school, mm-hmm. but then also tears of we made the right decision to move mm-hmm. where we moved to. It's a mm-hmm. it's a beautiful part of Utah, but also the people they're very supportive. We didn't expect that, so that was nice. I did another video and say, okay, so all the people that believe that same sex couples or single parents should not adopt. Are they going to step up and adopt 500,000 children out of foster care? Mm -hmm. I think our kids have a real good life and they travel across the country. Our first son, Daniel, we took him to Venice um, before he even got adopted. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're talking Venice, Italy, not Venice, California. (laughs) He got Um, good pasta. Amazing. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, that really gets under my belt yeah that people yes okay if you don't agree that we're gay and out and happy and married to someone we love it just happens to be of the same sex and we want to adopt you know you're so passionate about it and i and i i can tell how passionate you are about the importance of adoption the importance of you know and also with you how i'm sorry how old was daniel again when you adopted him he was 10 and a half because uh, there is the custody period of six yeah. months that he lives with us. Then you go to court. Although in our hearts, the moment we saw that picture mm-hmm. on the heart, the heart gallery of Colorado website, mm-hmm. we saw that thumbnail. We fell in love. You knew you it know? was him. It, we knew. Oh, my gosh. We knew that's our son. And uh, same with our younger son, uh, Johnny, who we also adopted when he was 10. Um, it, it just is. And. I just want to add to, I am so passionate. The more we learned, not just about adopting our kids, Mm -hmm. but meeting other foster parents and other adoptive parents. It is so important that people know it's so much easier to adopt in the United States through state adoption. 500,000 plus kids are up for adoption from any age, from any ethnicity. You don't have to necessarily go to another country. If you live in the United States, adopt in the United States. And there's so many, there's so many kids that need a home. And, you know, I think there might, I know there is some sort of a perception of like a lot of times people want to have a baby from the time that it's a baby, right? So they can grow up with it. But there is a whole world out there filled with so many loving, beautiful children that just need a family who are older, who are five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, And those I've. I don't know the answer to this. Are those those children are, are they are, are they adopted less because they're older in many yes. instances? Yes, because the stigma is that the older the kid is, the more trauma comes with that child. Mm-hmm. My love language is traveling, seeing the world. Uh, coming from Europe for you know ballroom dancing, we yeah. have our whole bubble, worldwide bubble. So I've seen the world. And I want my kids to see it. 
and it's it's great and you're so passionate about traveling can you tell me some of your favorite places that you've gotten to take daniel and your and your family to see like venice obviously was a highlight what what are some other like bucket list moments that you've had well of course uh, well surprising uh josh's uh parents my uh in-laws in texas we surprised them with daniel within the first week to, we took custody and that the bucket list there was to see their faces. Yeah. To see their grandchild. That was a bucket list. But Venice, of course, Italy uh, was one. But then unfortunately, it's not that we didn't want to have more bucket list moments, but then the pandemic hit. Obviously. So, you know, yeah. we we had to stay home. Obviously. And, and But it seems like your family is thriving and has overcome so much with the horrible thing that the substitute did to, to poor yeah. Daniel that day and to have, have all these moments where you're traveling and seeing the world with him. It's just, it's so, so special. We're going to come yes. right back to Pridecast and talk more with Louis Van Amstel. We'll be right back. Happy pride from tomboy X celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on 
you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. We're talking to Dancing with the Stars legend. I'm going to keep calling you a legend, so I don't care what you say, Louie. I'm calling you a legend. Just deal with it. We're talking about his amazing chosen family, and it really is a chosen family, right? I think that's something that's so special that members of the LGBTQ plus community get to do is, you know, their family comes in all sorts of forms and there is the family that you're born into. And then there's the chosen family. And so many people in the LGBTQ plus community live by their chosen family because of whatever reason. And for you, you're living proof of what it's like to have a chosen family. What does it feel like? So any state, all 50 states, I believe, have a website. We went to Hard Gallery of Colorado or Hard Gallery of Nevada, where our sons are from. When you go there, you can type in how many kids, sibling groups, uh, age, ethnicity. And then when you click enter, boom, hundreds, hundreds and thousands of thumbnails come up of pictures of kids that are either uh, up for uh, foster care with the goal to reunite with the biological family, but it's just, they're not ready yet, or free to be adopted. 500,000 kids, and you can go to a website and, and find in, that thumbnail. And you can find, you can, you can literally help a child have a family and a loving home and create a family of your own that, that you get to choose that is good for you and to support you and your family. It's, Yes. And, and what, what's the website again? Just say one more time so people hearing it. Heart Gallery of, and then you can pick any state. So uh, Ohio, Michigan, whatever. Yes, Heart Gallery of yes. whatever. Okay. So, you know, we were a little mindful of, okay, which states are more open-minded? Absolutely. About, you know, same-sex couples uh, adoption uh, to adopt kids. So, yeah, well, Nevada and Colorado. Um, I must say, we did not choose oh this is a blue state or a red state again not political it's just purely um also we chose states next to utah if we were lucky enough to find kids from those states so we can drive to meet them because for daniel for three months we had to drive back and forth from utah to uh, grand junction colorado for three months almost every weekend or every other weekend because he had two failed adoptions before he was separated from his biological siblings, which was another, hi, hi, hi. Um, so finally, after three months, uh, we could take him home. Uh, but it's worth it. It is worth it. And one thing I want to add to the fact that you can choose. So I'm 50 right now. My husband is 33. So we have a lot of age difference. We were able to discuss with each other, okay, if we had a baby, if the baby were 16 years old, I would be more like a grandpa than a father. Well, if we were to have, say, for a 16 year old, my husband would barely be in his early 20s. If 
we would have the child that born. So we discussed mm -hmm. even those details and we felt, okay, as long as they're between eight and 12, I would be young enough and he would be old enough, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. You know, that's something my husband and I talk about as, you know, we're figuring out what family looks like to us and what our goals are. We just got married in March. So well, we're- Congratulations. Thank you. And so we're, um, we're getting- you know, we're in the conversations of what family looks like to us and what what our options are and what we want to do. And right now we, we just don't know the answer. But something we did bring up was what you just said. We said, hey, you know, we're men of a certain age. I feel like I always gravitate towards kids that need a loving home that maybe other people might have looked over or not paid attention to. That's usually where my heart goes. And with how old we are, it might be something that would be right for us is to adopt a kid that is a little bit older, like a, you know, five to 10 year old. So that way it matches up with our timeline in our life and it all kind exactly. of synchronistic. And I think that's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I think that's actually very smart because I think you have to be realistic when it comes to timelines and goals of, you know, how long we have on this earth and what we can do with the time we're given. Absolutely. And also, um, I want people, to, I want to take the scary side away, because even though I said earlier, when we saw that little thumbnail picture yeah. of both of our boys, we were sold. Yep. But you're not making a decision based on a thumbnail. That's just the first step. Then you submit your all your information about you. I mean, you go through the ringer. You're yeah. doing workshops. You have to do paperwork. There's 150 questionnaire, open questions, and you have to do it solo together. Then you meet with a caseworker uh, on your side. That's a process, but I think it's great that everyone has to go through that process. You learn more about yourself. You learn more about your partner. Then you get all the information if you're matched with this child. You still don't have to make a decision. You just get all the information. This We call it the FU letter. <laughs> they want to scare you off with that letter by being honest. Well, this is X, Y, and Z that is going on in the child's lives. Mm -hmm. And the moment we saw the trauma that was caused to this child, we fell in love even more mm -hmm. because that child did not ask for that trauma. This was the biological parents that couldn't get part of my language. You're going to have to bleep their together. Yep. And therefore, this child is now in foster care. So we fell in love. But if you are not sure, there are multiple steps. You can make it as long of a process as you want until you say, I feel ready. We are ready. Yes, absolutely. So I guess the moral of the story is, there's so many steps that are going to happen that if you're interested in cre in creating a family and having a chosen family using an amazing an amazing thing like adoption just take the first step because it doesn't it's not locking you into anything if you're questioning it just take the first step and start stepping down that road and you'll find out if it's right for you or not but you're never going to know if it's right for you or not until you start walking down it right exactly and there's, and there's my there's no rule that you have to continue down it if you find out that it's not for you. So yep. if you're thinking about adopting, if you want to create your chosen family with your partner or whoever it is in your life, or even if you just want to do it by yourself, whatever it is, 
that is right for you, start taking the steps uh, down that road. That way you'll find out if it is for you. So I, I just think I commend you so much. I think your story is so, so, so beautiful. And I, I know that so Thank many you. listeners out there are going to be able to identify with this. Some, all, all the Pridecast family listening are going to be able to see some of themselves in this story. And I just, I think it's so amazing. So each week we like to look back in gay history because in order to, for us to move forward and, and make progress, we have to always remember where we came from. So this week in gay history, Louie, I'm going to tell you what happened. On October 25th, 1996, Intersex Awareness Day happened and the first public demonstration by intersex people took place. The Intersex Society of North America demonstrates in Boston, carrying signs saying hermaphrodites with attitude. Intersex Awareness Day is an internationally observed awareness day designed to highlight human rights issues faced by intersex people. So that's what happened this week in gay history in 1996. We also like to shine our big gay spotlight on someone, Louie, because we all have those members of the community that people might know or might not know that deserve to have our big gay spotlight shined upon them. So this week we shine our gay spotlight on an icon. Leslie Jordan. Leslie Tretchman oh, passed yes. away in a car accident in Los Angeles on Monday, October 24th. He was perhaps best known for his recurring role on Will and Grace, and he appeared in several seasons of American Horror Story and Call Me Cat on Fox. I met Leslie a handful of times, and I have to say, for such a little man, he had such a massive presence in the room and in his heart. He was such an icon. And I know he brought, especially during the pandemic, brought so much joy to so many people with the social media. So Leslie Jordan, you will be missed. And the, on behalf of all of the people of the LGBTQ plus community, we want to send our love. I must say, Will and Grace, the actors, I think they did. I don't even think they understood what they have done uh, for the uh, gay community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I remember seeing the first time I saw Will and Grace, it was like this, there's home. other people like me. What? Yes. And then like, I remember cause I acted like Jack, but I looked like Will. So I was yeah. like, I don't know which one I am. Oh my gosh. Oh yes. my gosh. Louie, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us on Pridecast. And thank you for all the work you're doing to help these wonderful kids that need homes and families get adopted. Your story is going to mean so much to so many people. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to hear in the People magazine that you've expanded on your family. <laughs> well, you never know. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure, but you never know. And it's definitely something that we're looking into. So we'll see what happens. You know what? Just awesome. like you said, you don't have to take the final step. Just take the first step. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Louie. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. 
Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.